0: Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Heartwood Culture Podcast on the Believe Network. You know me, no the voice, no guys, me, really real. Villain, real. Terrell Farmer Jr. here at your service and coming off another losing day. Dang, man, that was that was brutal. That was brutal. Day started three picks. I, I'm I'll talk about how, my thoughts on the weekend after we do a quick recap. But the three picks yesterday, we had Evan Mobley over 17 and a half against the Rockets. That cashed, he finished the game with 8, 19, I think it was. It might have been 18 or 19, one or the other. But I know we did cash that over 17 and a half for Evan Mobley. And he really took his foot off the gas. I had a feeling about him and Jared Allen. Jared Allen had 24, could have gotten a really nice good price on Jared Allen. I probably should have went a little bit more all in on that game. but came back with sga over 31 and a half now some people did cash this some people got 30 and a half he finished with 31 losing by the hook absolutely brutal that's the nba sometimes that you just lose on the hook like that everything happened you know how i thought it would happen Uh, portland showed up sga had to continue playing in the game And he had a really good game, like a really, really good game. He started to fall off a little bit more in that second half. But, I mean, when you're over 50% from the field as a guard and you're 13 for 15 from the line, you just think that, you know, you're going to catch the points prop. Half a point was all it took. So didn't get SGA. And then the night game just was not close. The over in the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors game, that didn't even – it didn't even sniff close to the total. Ninety nine, ninety six 96 finish for that game. Man, that was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. We got the line movement I wanted. We got reverse line movement that I wanted, but underbredders were sharp. Underbredders were sharp. They were able to come through and get that one. So very, very rough day. Rough weekend for the NBA and I just as I look around it doesn't look like anybody particularly had a really good weekend of NBA betting so I'm not really a big fan of NBA betting on the weekend at least at this point in the season now it should be a little bit better as we go on because college basketball is over but if you know me I do college basketball show during the season second half of the season, first half of the season, I'm doing a college football show on Saturday. So my attention is always split focused and never hundred percent on the NBA. And, you know, it just, it is brutal sometimes, but it's all good. It's all good. We're not making excuses. Had a couple losing days. Got a brand new week, a whole bunch of things lined up. Going to have some guests on here this week from the Believe Network to come talk hoops with us, including for the next two days. So look out for those. Going to have some new guys that, if you know me, you may not see seen me with these guys before. They are hosts from the Believe Network, so looking forward to having them on to the show. I have five plays today, three yeah, three plays in the NBA in terms of just sides. Three sides in the NBA, and I have two player props that I I know for a fact I'm playing one. I may play the other. We'll see how the injury report goes. But let's just go ahead and get into the first game in the NBA, and we'll go chronological order here in some type of order to this show, where it's really just a show talking about what I'm doing in terms of betting for the day. Yeah, we have I am playing the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Den, the Detroit Pistons. I almost said Lions. <laughs> so the Milwaukee Bucks versus Detroit Lions line is sitting at 16 and a half for the Milwaukee Bucks on the road. Now the Bucks did have a up and down weekend over the course of this weekend. They blew out Utah on Friday. and then they get blown out by Denver in Denver, 129-106. So here's my thought process for this game. And the Milwaukee Bucks are coming off a back-to-back over the course of the weekend. They played Friday and Saturday. They got Sunday off. And both of those games were in elevation. So everybody thinks of elevation. They think about the Denver Nuggets and Denver and Mile High City. And everybody knows Denver's in elevation. Utah's in elevation as well. So that is like a little more strenuous. I don't know if you have ever worked out at elevation, but you do get winded like rather quickly. You do get winded. I uh worked out in albuquerque and albuquerque has some elevation to it and i was sitting there like wow why am i you know exhausted during this workout a little bit quicker than i normally would be and that's when i realized that you know albuquerque has some elevation to it and so i can only imagine denver and utah and as some players say they still have not gotten used to the elevation all i'm not using that as an excuse people still play well in those cities but now after back-to-backs in both of those cities, now you're coming to Detroit. Things are lower. Things are – you feel a little bit lighter on your feet. You've had a day off of rest to think about, you know, the monstrosity that happened against the Denver Nuggets where we did back Milwaukee in that game. And so I'm looking at a first-quarter line, and I am taking the Milwaukee Bucks in the first quarter, minus five-and-a-half. And just pretty much saying that one, Detroit's a bad first quarter team. You look at over the course of this season, Detroit is last in first quarter scoring at 27.1 points per game. Milwaukee, second, 30.6 points per game. You look at the last five games, mil- not the last five games, but just the last three games, and Milwaukee actually is second in the NBA in first quarter points per game at 37 points per game, while you have Detroit, who is a little bit better in terms of recently, 29. That's good for about middle of the pack, still not as good as Milwaukee. And in terms of if we get a final score of 37-29, we cash this bet. And so I'm thinking Milwaukee, who's been a good team on the road as a favorite this season, I believe they – what is that? I don't have the number in me, but they've been good on the road. Let me pull that number up. I can pull it up really quickly. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, all right, Mil- the Milwaukee Bucks, as an a road favorite, is 16-5-2 on the season as a road favorite. So they play well in this spot. You have a Detroit team where Dwayne Casey, the head coach, has admitted they are not good in the first quarter. He has said it, and he said that if we were in a playoff push – he would have probably made some adjustments to try to get a spark in the first quarter, but he hasn't done that because he wants to kind of give the players the opportunity to play through it, get through it and come out better because of it kind of, you know, trial by fire type of thing. So with that bucks, one of the best first quarter teams in the league may have been a really good first quarter team for, you know, a good portion of this dynasty that they have going on with Giannis, honest, Chris Milton, Drew holiday and all that. And so, yeah, I like the Milwaukee bucks here, minus five and a half to bounce back after a really, really ugly loss at Denver going to play Detroit. I don't want to take the chance with the full game spread. And in case they, you know, let their foot up off the gas or anything like that, I think Giannis can have a really, really big first quarter here. I I think that the Bucs can win this first quarter by 10 points. So give me the Bucs minus five and a half in the first quarter for my first play of the day. Next play of the day, we're having another first quarterback, but this time we're going into the New York Knicks versus the Houston Rockets. So two large spreads, two first quarter bets. You see a trend here. And they are laying 13 and a half against the Rockets at home. Now, the reason I don't want to play the Knicks the full game here is, one, I don't trust the Knicks as a home favorite because they have an unfair home court that nobody else in the NBA has to deal with. And that's the fact that the mecca of basketball is New York. Madison Square Garden is at the helm of that. And whenever – Anybody comes into Madison Square Garden, they think that they are the second reincarnation of Michael Jordan. Ask Torian Prince, who came into Madison Square Garden the last time out, the last game the next played in Madison Square Garden, and Torian Prince, who has not amounted to anything to the level that Michael Jordan has in his career. 35 points, 8 for 8 from the three-point line. He missed one shot in the entire game. Torian Prince, ladies and gentlemen, and there's probably a lot of people that are like, Torian Prince, who? Is that the guy that used to play for the Pistons way back in the day? Like, ooh, Torian Prince. Huh. So we're going to a first quarter line here. Knicks have been one of the first best first quarter teams in the NBA over the course of the season. And I think that this is a really 6-4 and four over their last 10 games, that number, to the New York Knicks in the first quarter. I think this is a good spot to back the Knicks. Fade the Rockets, who, won, are coming off a of back-to-back. They played the Cavs yesterday. Remember, we took that Evan Mobley prop against them. So they're coming off a of back-to-back now. They're tra- plus travel going over to New York. And the Knicks coming off of three straight losses. They lost t- to the Minnesota game that I alluded to before. You have a loss on the road versus the Heat and a loss on the road versus Orlando. Now this is a chance to right the ship and to really get some good momentum going into the playoff push. And so I think that this is a good spot. Jalen Brunson is questionable to play in this game. I expect him to play in this game. And so... I may reevaluate if Jalen Brunson doesn't play, but Jalen Brunson is just such a good, good addition for this Knicks squad. Like I was not on board with the Jalen Brunson train at first. It just felt like another signing that the Knicks would do that would not push the Knicks any closer to competing for a title. Jalen Brunson has had a career year. He should have been an all-star. He should get at least some votes and a look for all NBA this year 23.8 23.8 points per game, 49% from the field, 41% from three. And his addition to the New York Knicks is just invaluable. And so Jalen Brunson is able to go, I love this play of the Knicks, minus four and a half in the first quarter to really begin to right the ship of the last three games, taking those L's. Now, last few games for the Houston Rockets, I mean, they're not, you know, really that good above. They are one and three in their one and two in their last three in terms of. No, that's not at home. Let me get these on the road stats. All right, there we go. Yeah, no, still one and two. So one and two, their last three in the first quarter on the road for the Houston Rockets. One and four, their last five, they're sliding. And this is where you kind of like, you use, and this is why I tell you. Especially for my new betters, when you're looking at the NBA, you really want to compare how teams are doing now compared to how they were. So, if you look at the Houston Rockets in their past 10 games, they are actually five and five to the first quarter number. Now, five and five, that's decent, but look at the last five one and four in the last five, one and two in the last three. So, what's that telling me is that the past 10 games, the early part of those 10 games, they were doing all right in the first quarter now they've started to slide off over these past five and three games. And this is a spot where we can really back them with the New York Knicks team. And these are all road games, by the way, but if we have a New York Knicks team on the, on at home here, who, if you look at their last 10 games, six and four in their last 10. Now I told you that they did have this slide that they were going to one and two in their last three. But if you look at their last five, three and two in the last five. So, Starting to look a little negative for the Knicks. I expect to see a bounce back, especially here against the Rockets. I like the Knicks to get it done. Uh, First quarter minus four and a half. I like that play a lot. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the next game. And this is another side. I mean, if you've been listening to the first few podcasts, you know where I'm going with this. You should look at the NBA slate, and you should know what this game is going to be. We're taking the Utah Jazz. We're taking the Utah Jazz plus six and a half, and we're going to sprinkle on the money line there. And it's a little salt-based sprinkle right now, but it's a full-on just straight throw the salt all over the state and just over season the state if we get Laurie Marketing playing in this game. Because the Utah Jazz tonight are playing the Phoenix Suns at home. Again, Suns are laying six and a half, open up at five and a half. Now it's six and a half. Line movement, probably because DeAndre Ayton is ruled into this game. Laurie Marketing is still questionable for this game. And you have Jordan Clarkson who is out. And Rudy Gay, who is also out. So I believe this is an over this line is an overreaction to one Utah getting. Had uh, losing to the Blazers because, what, they lost the last three straight. So, yeah, so they lost three straight. They lost to the Blazers. They lost to the Bucks, where they got absolutely destroyed at home. And then they lost to the Kings where we still were able to cover that plus nine spread. However, looking at Phoenix last few games, this win that they got against Philly that really killed us over the course of this weekend, that was their first win. their second win in eight tries. Since KD went down with injury, so they're two and six straight up without KD after he went down with that ankle injury, one and seven against the spread. That was the first spread that they covered since the KD injury. They are one and seven against the spread. So now you're telling me that this new Suns team, who has, I mean, they've added Terrence Ross, TJ Warren, but Still missing a really, really big contribution that you were getting from Mikael Bridges and that you were getting from uh, uh, Cam Johnson. And so now I'm getting one of my favorite system plays this season in the Utah Jazz who are update 28-11-1 against the spread as an underdog this season, 10-2 and as an underdog at home this season, yeah, give me the Utah Jazz to keep this game close. I think they can absolutely keep this game close. I I like a lot of things in this game. Honestly, I like the Jazz team total over 116.5. We look at Phoenix, and in the games without Kevin Durant, after Kevin Durant made his return to play and started playing, when he went down in, in, in that pregame warm-up for the Phoenix Suns, after that day in OKC, you have – Shoot, yeah. After that day in OKC, you have once they gave up one twenty eight to the Kings, one twenty three to the Warriors, one sixteen to the Bucks, one thirteen to the yeah one thirteen to the Magic. You have one twenty four to the Thunder, one twenty two to the Lakers, one thirty five to the Kings again. Then there's that one o five last game to. Philly. So the line is at 113.5. So only two times that teams over the course of those eight games, only twice have teams not gotten to 113.5 versus this Suns team. Just seems like one plus one is equals two. I do like that play. I'm giving out the uh, plus six and a half here for Utah. However, especially if Laurie Marketing plays. If Laurie Marketing plays, I feel really, really good about this bet. And I think that the Jazz are live dogs to win this outright if Laurie Marketing plays. But I think that the Jazz have enough. They play well enough as an underdog at home, where again, system play, I'm up so much from just live, just straight betting this play every single time. Again, 28 11 and one. So I'm just going to keep playing it. I'm always going to keep playing it. You're not going to get me to play it. It doesn't matter who plays or who doesn't. They find ways to get the cover when you really think they shouldn't. So I like Utah again here tonight. Closing the show out with a couple of props, and I'll start with the one that I know I'm definitely playing, and that is in the Clippers and the Chicago Bulls game. Clippers are laying four and a half against the Bulls. Bulls are on a back to back after beating the Los Angeles Lakers the night before. Taking Russell Westbrook here, and I'm going with Russell Westbrook double-double at plus 210. Very small sprinkle here. You're getting a really high bet. This isn't anything where we're putting a bunch of money. This is a fun player prop in this game. We're not like the basis of the show were the three sides. So you have the Milwaukee Bucks, the minus five and a half. Knicks in the first quarter. The Knicks first quarter minus four and a half. And then the Jazz plus six and a half for the full game. Now the props are the fun little part that we just want to kind of, you know, sprinkle on it. If we hit, we hit big. And you're getting plus two ten. Russell Westbrook, we all know how he can fill up a stat sheet. There's no need to talk about that. But what we do talk about is the fact that there is no Norman Powell in this game. There is no Paul George in this game. His usage is going to give going to go up as he spends more time on the court. And then you just think about who he's playing against and Pat Bev and the comments Pat Bev made recently. And it's it's a little bit of a narrative, like you know. And he was like, hey, I'm the best, you know, offensive rebounding point guard ever in league. And Russell Westbrook does pretty good offensive rebounding his own right. He's a pretty good rebounder on the offensive and defensive glass. He's able to distribute the ball. I think Kawhi Leonard has a really, really big game here today. I really like Kawhi Leonard's over 27 and a half points today. I didn't make that one of my props that I'm giving out, but I really, really do like that play. And I think that you know Russell Westbrook can benefit from Kawhi Leonard by just feeding him inside the post and letting Kawhi Leonard go into work, getting some easy assists, and he has the, always has the opportunity for rebounds, always has the opportunity for rebounds, so I like Russ double-double today to get it done, that's a fun little sprinkle on the side for me. Other player prop that I'm waiting to see before I play is Keegan Murray over two and a half threes here. Now, Keegan Murray is four threes away from breaking Donovan Mitchell's three-point record as a rookie. He needs three to tie, four for the record. They ha- He's gotten over two and a half threes in his last six games straight. There has been an emphasis on him to break this record. Mike Brown, head coach of the Sacramento Kings, has gone on the record saying that he believes that Keegan Murray should definitely be first team all rookie if he breaks this record. And it is, in his words, complete bullshit if he is not. And so I think that this is a good spot where they're going to give him attempts. Even if De'Aaron Fox doesn't play in this game, he's going to get the attempts. However, if De'Aaron Fox is out, this feels like a lock. It really does. With the usage, his usage going up, they're going to have to find more ways to score the basketball. I think that they are going to have trouble with Minnesota, who's been playing a lot better uh, over the course of the past couple of games since Carl Anthony Towns has gone back into the lineup. Minnesota is – but Minnesota is also bottom three in the NBA in terms of three-point percentage over the past three five games. Over the past five games, they are bottom three in the NBA. 28, 28 out of 30 teams, they are 42.1%, giving up 42.1% from three in the past five games. So I think that opens things up for a lot of three-point shooters. You think of Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes can get going from three times two, and, of course, Keegan Murray. So if De'Aaron Fox is not there and they do have to go somebody else for more scoring, I really, really like this prop for Keegan Murray. So I'm waiting to see what happens with De'Aaron Fox. And if he goes in this game, if he does not go, I will immediately get down on this bet. All right. That is enough for our show today. I have given you a bunch of plays out today. Just a quick recap. We have the Milwaukee Bucks minus five and a half in the first quarter. We have the New York Knicks minus four and a half in the first quarter. We have the Utah Jazz plus six and a half at home. And for a couple of player props, small sprinkle on Russell Westbrook plus 210 to get a double-double today. And we have... Dependent on Aaron, De'Aaron Fox's status tonight, Keegan Murray's over two and a half threes. All right. If you are not already subscribed to us on YouTube at Hardwood Culture, Hardwood. Oh, excuse me, I can't even talk. Wow. If you're not already subscribed to us on YouTube at Hardwood Culture Podcast on YouTube, do that. We will get YouTube live streams started up soon. Follow us on Twitter at HW Culture Pod on Twitter. Other than that, oh, I need reviews. Please, please keep doing the reviews. Keep listening to the episodes. Keep filling out reviews. All of that really, really, really helpful in terms of growing the show, getting the show sponsors, and just making this become something really big where we can grow the community, get a lot of other people coming back here. Hopefully we have a good day tonight so we the energy can be way, 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 way up. As we bring on a guest tomorrow, well, no, I don't even think that by the time I record this, I don't think all the games will be so I won't know what I did tonight. Either way, we're going to go up. We're going to have a good day and we're going to go up over the next couple of days as we continue to have good days. So appreciate everybody for listening. Appreciate all the support. I see everything and just want everybody to know I appreciate it all. Other than that, I have no other way of ending the podcast. No idea what to say. No idea what to do. So I'm just going to end it like this. We are out of here.